The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. I, the Lord, have called you in righteousness. I will take hold of your hand. I will keep you and will make you to be a covenant for the people and a light for the Gentiles. To open eyes that are blind, to free captives from prison, and to release from the dungeon those who sit in darkness. See, the former things have taken place, and the new things I declare, before they spring into being, I announce them to you. Then your light will break forth like the dawn, and your healing will quickly appear. Then your righteousness will go before you, and the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. Then you will call and the Lord will answer. You will cry for help, and he will say, Here am I. The king is born. The light has come. Glory has broken through. He is here. Emmanuel, Emmanuel, God God with us.
out to you tonight and say we are so grateful for the gift you have given us of Jesus. We're so grateful for that holy night so long ago when the Son of God came into this world as a little baby and it it was just far uh, beyond anything that we could have imagined. And so Lord, we pray that you would meet us here tonight, that you would meet us here in this place and open up our eyes and open up our awareness to more of you. We thank you for giving us this time in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, I'm glad you guys are joining us tonight. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas Eve. Um, I think you can still say Merry Christmas even when it's Merry Christmas Eve. I'm going to do it anyway. So Merry Christmas, and I'm glad that you guys are here. We're going to sing uh, just a couple songs tonight. We're going to have a cool Christmas story for the little kids and anyone who feels like a little kid and wants to come up here within reason, you know. you know, we're, we're going Because we're going to give away free candy, and we don't want everybody to get free candy. Well, maybe we do. Later, later. We'll do the free candy later for the adults. The kids get it for now. Okay, that's what we'll do. Um, So we're going to sing another song. We're going to uh, have the little story. Then we're going to have just a little time of studying God's Word together a little bit. It's going to be a wonderful evening, and then we're going to finish it all off with some hot chocolate, whipped cream, marshmallows, and just some fun fellowship. So what I need you to do is I need you to stand with us. We're going to sing Oh Holy Night. Ready? One, two, three, four, five, six. 
you so much. Kids, we've got a special thing for you. So everybody, you can have a seat. All the kids, would you all come on up here right around this uh, corner area over here? We've got a special treat for you, and we've got a book we're going to read, and Miss Jessie is going to tackle it all for us with a Spanish shirt. Nice. Right on. Merry Christmas. Hi, I'm Miss Jessie. Um, this is fun. The setup's a little different this year. I actually like this better than the stool, so it's comfy. Uh, I have an assistant here in her strawberry beret who's going to hold the book for me. Um, you guys can sit right here, so you can... Well, I guess there's going to be pictures on the screen, too. So um, This is... Christmas Eve is my favorite night of the year. And I feel so blessed to read the Christmas story. I've done it for a couple years now because I love to read and I love Christmas. So let's get into it. This is The Christmas Surprise, and it is by Steph Williams. So in case you didn't know, what I'm about to tell you is a true story from the Bible. I don't know if that's going to be... Turn the page. (laughs) Okay, here we go. The Christmas story started long, a long time ago with a promise. Long ago, people said no to God, and the world was broken. But God promised, I'm sending someone to fix things, a king who will fix things forever. And then, one day, someone called Mary was minding her own business when she heard a voice. An angel. What? Mary thought. There's lots of those in this book, so just be prepared. Um, Don't worry, said the angel. God is sending you a baby, and no ordinary baby, but someone who comes from God. His name is God to the rescue, which is Jesus in their language, just so you know. A baby from God? What? Mary said, how will that happen? God will make it happen, said the angel, because this is no ordinary person. The king who will fix things forever is coming. And that wasn't the only strange thing. A star blazed into the sky. A new star? What? Thank you. Thank you very much. That wasn't there before, said some wise men far away. God is sending a king, and now he's here. So cool. Just so you know, there's another what coming up if you guys want to join me. And next, an army of angels blasted the night sky with songs. An army of angels? What? Said some very scared shepherds. They certainly weren't there before. The king who is going to fix things is coming, the angels told them. And now he is here. 
But where was he? Not in a palace ordering everyone to get him some cake or clean his shoes. Not in a battle leading a big army. He's sleeping in a manger where cows eat their food, the angel said. Cows food? What? What kind of king is that? Oof. Oh my gosh. You guys look how cute that baby is. But the angel was right. God's king hadn't come to live somewhere nice where people do things for him. He came to do something for us, for people from nearby, like the shepherds, and for people from far away, like the wise men. The king was God's Christmas surprise for everyone. And that includes you. Maybe it's not so surprising that God did some amazing, surprising things so everyone would know who he is. I think that's the end. Is that what the chick? I think the chicken signifies the end. The end. Thank you so much. And if you haven't gotten a candy cane, kiddos, feel free to come and get one. And yeah, have to. That's fine. Merry Christmas, everyone. Thank you. Thank you, Jesse. I like that Christmas surprise.
Baltimore breaks the dawn of salvation. Darkness reigns no more, for Jesus is greater. He is Father, we reach out and say we are so grateful that there is a heaven that is coming to earth, that our Savior Jesus even told us to ask for it, to pray for your will to be done, your kingdom to come on this earth even as it is already in heaven. And when Jesus showed up here, that king showed up here, which means the kingdom showed up here. And so We celebrate you. We celebrate a a king who has already come, a kingdom that has already come. And even though it is not yet fully realized, we still say thank you. Thank you for coming. And so tonight, Lord Jesus, would you just help us to connect one more time, one more time with you, all you are, who you are. Help us to love you more deeply and more fully. And Lord Jesus, would you just move in our midst tonight. We thank you for being you and for bringing us here in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Before you sit down, if you're standing, or if you are sitting down, go ahead and stand up. Go around to someone in the room, and I want you to ask them this question. Which cookie did you bring tonight, or which cookie do you want to find out there tonight? Okay, you can answer whichever one of those questions. Ask whichever one of those questions. Go for it. I want all the sugar, but it'll be snickerdoodle.
Hey, Merry Christmas. Hey, I'm excited about tonight. Uh, we are going to um, we are going to do a little bit of a study in the book of John, chapter one. And so if you have a Bible, I encourage you to grab it and flip to John chapter 1, or if you have it on your phone, I encourage you to open it and tap to John chapter 1, or if you want to follow along with all the rest of us, we do have it in our live event system, which has been broken for the past couple of weeks. I don't know if you've noticed it. It hasn't automatically advanced for the last couple of weeks, but we got that fixed. The automatic advanced feature is back, uh, we think. But uh, So if you click on that in our church app, it'll take you into our notes for tonight. There's nothing really fancy, nothing really special in there, just a couple things that we're going to be covering, a couple questions that I'm going to be asking, and a couple Bible verses that we're going to look at, and I'm going to spend just a little bit of time kind of talking a little bit about what those verses mean and why they make a difference for us and why they're so Christmassy, why they're so important for Christmas. But let's pray and let's ask for God to guide our time as we're talking about his word. Heavenly Father, thanks for giving us the opportunity to open your word, to read what is written there, and to uh, try to make sense of it, but to have the assistance of your Holy Spirit as we try to make sense of it. Lord, I pray that you would just move in our midst and help us to understand the significance of these moments. I pray that you would help, uh, that you would just guard the words that I speak and the thoughts in our hearts, and you would shape what happens here tonight to bring you honor and glory. We love you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I should also welcome the people joining us online. If there are any people joining us on our live stream, thanks for joining us. And let's dig into it today. I want to start with um, just a really simple question. And it is a question mostly for the kids, but also for the adults. It is this, are you afraid of the dark? Okay. Now, what was going to happen there is we were going to turn out all the lights and it was, the whole room was going to go dark, and uh, we thought that that might freak out some kids. And I'm thinking to myself, we're going to freak them out anyway, just because, I mean, that's the way I operate. But, so we decided not to do the lights, but are you afraid of the dark? I had a couple people nod over in this direction. Over in this direction, you guys all just, you know, totally unafraid of darkness. You guys, some of you over, there's just not much, I don't know, maybe you guys are, maybe you are, and I don't, I don't exactly know. Here's my thing. When I was younger, I realized I didn't have to be afraid of the dark if I were faster than it. All you have to do is be faster than the dark, and then you have no, no troubles. So this is what I did. I, I practiced every night. I want, so, I, some of you I've told this story to. When I was younger, I had a water bed. They used to make beds out of water. Did you know that? Weird thing. They made beds like with, with giant sacks of water in them that you would sleep on top of. Anyway, so I had a waterbed, and um, I, I, I developed this theory that I probably would never be faster than the speed of light, but maybe I could be faster than the speed of dark. And so I've pantomimed this before, I think on a Christmas before, but maybe some of you haven't been there before, and so I decided to tell an old story again. Here's how it works, okay? So uh, in my bedroom as a child growing up, if I'm standing in the doorway of the bedroom, you would step into the bedroom, turn left, and there was the bed, okay? There was the bed, but also in the doorway, just to the side of the doorway, like most doorways in America, there was a light switch, Okay? And so that meant there was almost a straight angle from outside my room to the bed. And the goal was always to hit the light switch mid-jump as I'm flying to my bed. 
which, as I remind you, was a waterbed, and in that case, the force of me hitting it would have, never did, I was lucky, but it, it could easily have just broken the bed. And I'm so glad that I didn't know about that because it was a whole lot of fun. Anyway, so the goal was to kind of like hit the light switch as I'm running past it, fly into the air, and land in bed. I never beat the dark. I never beat the dark. But since I was midair, not really, but almost midair when I hit the, hit the light switch, it felt like I never had to worry about anything because my trajectory was already set. And so even if dark happened, my trajectory was set and I was landing safe and secure. And so that was my goal. My goal was to just defeat the dark by being faster than it. I wanted to hit the bed before the dark from, this, from the top of my ceiling reached the bottom of the room because that's the way I thought things worked. But they don't, and that's okay. Uh, nowadays, if I had a fluorescent light or one of these fancy LED lights that sometimes has a real slow warm-up and warm-down time, you can hit the light switch and just sort of walk as it's dimming down and then you get in bed. It's fine. But if you're afraid of the dark... Tonight, we're going to talk about the light. Because, see, the problem is that we are all living in a very dark world. And the truth is that every one of us has a different darkness that we complain about. And so you might complain about the way certain people are treating other people. You might complain about the way your life has been going over the last couple of months, the circumstances that, have, that you've had to encounter. You might, you might be complaining about uh, a loved one that you have lost. Just yesterday, I was at a funeral for a, a family friend in town, a good friend of mine that I've known him for a long time, uh, for five, six, seven years here in Lafayette. He lost his wife uh, just uh, two weeks ago. And it was one of these situations where we, no one expected it. She wasn't sick or anything. It, was just, it just happened. And what was, I mean, just the whole situation about that was surprising and sad. And it raises the question, why is this world so dark? Why is there so much darkness in the world? Why do we have to deal with all of this darkness? And... In the midst of all of our darkness, it's important for us to realize what God is doing about it. It's important for us to realize that God's plan was never to leave the dark alone. His plan was always to attack the dark with light. That's why the very first thing he ever made in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth and God said, let there be light. See, God knows there's a thing about light that is different from anything else. Dark is just what you get when nothing is discernible. You don't know why a thing is happening. You don't know why it's happening to you, why it's happening to other people. You have no guidance, no clarity. That's dark. But Jesus came into this world to bring us light. I want to read you a passage that I read almost every Christmas Eve. I almost always talk about this passage on Christmas Eve because I think it's my favorite Christmas passage. It's the passage from John chapter 1. It doesn't mention Christmas at all. It's not a normal Christmas passage, but it's my favorite Christmas Eve passage. And I usually skip over the middle part, but tonight I'm going to read the whole thing. I'm going to walk you through it. We'll put it up on the screen here. It says this. 
in the beginning. See, it's, it's, a, it's a beginning story. Just like in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and then he made light. John, when he writes his gospel, is doing the same thing. He starts with in the beginning because he's about to talk about light. He says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Now, if you've been in church before, you know that word is a code word for something else. If you don't know what it is, I'm not going to tell you. It's going to be a surprise later on, okay? It's going to be a surprise later on because word don't mean word. It means something different, okay? I'm going to give you a surprise later on. If you already know the answer, then you know, you already know that spoiler alert. I mean, you already know. So it's bummer. But anyway, if you don't know, it's still fresh. The word was with God. Okay. Whatever the word was is next to God, but the word was God, whatever the word is, it actually is God. So it's something that is both with and is God, which I could talk all night about that, but he was with God in the beginning. It said through him, all things were made without him. Nothing was made that has been made in him was life. And that life was the light of all mankind. Something about this word is the meaning of life. The intrinsic reality of what life is. The meaning of life isn't a thing that you try to figure out. What is the meaning of life? The meaning of life is a, a thing here called the word. It's the thing that has created all of the life, has brought all of the life, and is the light of all mankind. John is taking us all the way back to that in the beginning, and God said, let there be light. He says light right at the beginning, right here. But let's keep reading. See what it says next. It says, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Before I read any further, I just want to... How many of you have seen those... um, new space telescope photos that have been taken. Have you seen these things? Now, I don't, I don't know if you know all the science behind those things, but it's fascinating to me because the light that the new James Webb Space Telescope is catching in its mirror is not visible light. The images that you see are images that they have used computer technology to convert the rays of light that they're getting into visible light so that we can see it. If you actually were out in space, you wouldn't necessarily see all those exact same colors because the James Webb Space Telescope is intentionally looking at a kind of light called infrared light that is invisible. It's the same light that your remote control uses to talk to the television unless you have one of those stupid Bluetooth remotes. And let's just admit, all of them are irritating. But those old school, you know, light ones where if you cover the front of it, it doesn't work anymore, that's infrared light. So anyway, that's what we're getting from outer space. And the reason the James Webb Space Telescope is sensitive to infrared light is because these tiny little photons of light, when they travel 13 billion years, get so stretched out and weak. The photons don't get stretched out, but the waves get stretched out. I know what I'm talking about. Just I'm going with this to make it easier. The photons, the waves get so stretched out, they are no longer visible because they're that old. But here's the thing you need to know. No matter how much darkness is between you and that source of light, that light makes it through. No matter how much darkness is out there, that light never stops. It makes it all the way through. We are seeing the light from like billions and billions of years ago because the darkness never wins. 
It's the way God made light. It's permanently victorious. It always makes its way through. The light has overcome the darkness. There was a man sent from God, John says, whose name was John. Okay, John, it's nice to hear you talking about yourself. No, he's not talking about himself. He's talking about a different guy named John. It's all right. Gets kind of confusing, but nonetheless, he came as a witness to testify concerning that light so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. What John is saying here, and this is important, catch this. What John is saying here is that there is a light that is coming into the world. And there are witnesses to the light. They aren't the light themselves, but they help to transmit, to to talk about, to spread the message of this light. Because it's one thing for the light to be out there. It's another thing for a telescope to take its picture and show it to us. It's one thing for the light to exist. It's another thing for someone else to be a witness to it. And so he's saying, there's this guy named John, and he was a witness. But let's keep going. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. This is John saying that the world is so dark that even when it saw the light, it didn't realize it. The world is so dark that even when it saw the light, it didn't realize it. That's like us in the telescope. That's like the infrared light. We can't see it with our own eyes. You've got to work to see it. You need someone else to help you see it. But if you get through all that, then you can see that light. There's a way to see the light, but the world was so dark at this time that they couldn't see it. Let's keep going. It says, yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of a natural descent, nor of a human decision, nor of a husband's will, but born of God. And here's the key line. Check this out. It says, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father, full of grace and truth. This is how John describes Jesus to us. John describes Jesus as the force of all creation from before the beginning of time. With God, equal to God. With God, was God. Is God, with God, both somehow. Jesus is the the universal principle of life, the universal principle of creation, the universal principle of light. He is the embodiment of the reason anything exists. And he became a baby, put flesh all over his shoulders, and came to us. That's that's what the Christmas story is about. It's about the universal principle of everything awesome showing up as a baby and walking among us and being the light for the world, the light of the world. So I want to illustrate for you a couple things. Um, and the first thing is I want to illustrate, you, illustrate for you one of the things that light is incredibly important for. Light is incredibly important to help us identify the difference between the good and the bad. Light is really important to help us identify the difference between the good and the bad. So I need some volunteers. I need three volunteers who hate peppermint. 
okay? I know it's Christmas time, and we're all supposed to love peppermint, but I know you. I know you. Some of you out there are like candy canes again for real. I know some of you hate peppermint, so I want three volunteers who hate, and if I can't get hate, I'll accept a mild dislike. So can I get, okay, we, can you actually come up here, Lori? Come on, come on. Um, were you, the first Sunday you were in our church, I did some volunteers on stage, didn't I? Was that the first Sunday I gave away the iPod? You're not getting an iPod tonight. Just wondering. Right on. Thank you so much for joining us. You go by Alex now. Alex, thank, what's that? Okay, thank you. So we've got something you cannot see. We have a camera. Okay, you guys stand in a row here. Okay. And how, who hates peppermint the most? I absolutely despise peppermint. Okay. So, Alex, I want you to um, tell me one, two, or three. You can't see these, can you? You can't see these, can you? Okay. So, one of them is peppermint. Okay. Are you okay with that? Okay, there's one, there's two, and three. Which one did you want? Two. Two, okay. Take that. Cameron, do you want one or three? Three, okay. This is one. Hang on, hang on, let me give you this one. That was one. Okay. Now, you guys couldn't see what was going on in there, right? Okay. How confident are you? Do you think you got the peppermint? I'm not very confident. How confident are you? That's green, right? Yes. That's, that's a scary looking. Okay. Okay, now see, here's the problem with light. If you don't have the light to shine into a space that's dark to you, you're not going to know what is good or what is bad. And uh, so um, I got to let you know. They're all individually wrapped, so you can take them and eat them if you want, but that's the peppermint one right there. Yeah. You knew you were going to get it, right? Okay. Don't worry. I did have a spare in there. That one's vanilla. You can take that one so you can see it. So you guys can go back to your seats and enjoy the marshmallows if you want. Um, (laughs) Yeah, pumpkin spice. Right on. Okay. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Okay. So here, we all know this to be true. We all know this to be true. When you can't see, you might end up with something that you don't like. How many times have you been walking around at nighttime and like you had to get out of bed for some crazy reason and you're walking through your bedroom that you know like the back of your hand but you still stub your toe? Man, I can be, I can be looking right at the ground and still stub my toe. It's horrible. Light is the thing that we need that gives us the ability to determine the difference between good and bad. Whether it's a marshmallow or the refrigerator food, if the refrigerator light goes out, you need, to, you need the light to see what's good and what's bad. Jesus is the same thing. If you don't have Jesus in your life, you're going to have a hard time figuring out what is truly good and what is truly not. Because he's the source of all life. He's the source of the meaning of all life. And if you have him in your life, you're going to know what is truly good. But if you don't, you won't. There's a second thing, though. And the second thing is that light doesn't just give us the knowledge of good and bad. It also gives us a sense of security and comfort. Because, see, here's the truth. If I know where the bad things are, I'm not worried about them at all. 
If I know where the bad things are, I'm not worried about them at all. I just walk around them, you know, if I know where they are, so I can feel confident and secure. A couple weeks ago, um, Chuck and I were in the room here, and we redid the entire stage area to prepare for the recording for what you're all going to see tomorrow morning for our Christmas morning thing. So we pre-recorded our Christmas morning time, and uh, so it's all in video. It's going to go live tomorrow morning, probably at 6 or 7 or something, so it'll be early enough for everybody. But uh, we're going to do that tomorrow, that you're going to see that. But we, we took the whole stage apart. Chuck, way more than me. But we took the whole stage apart and had these big chairs sitting right over here. And then we couldn't do it because we had to reschedule. So everything had to get put back together. It was all kind of impartial. You know, it it wasn't all the way put together. But after Chuck left that one night, I went out to my car and then I realized I had to do something else in here. So I came back in the auditorium and I was walking around the front of the stage and there were all of these chairs over here. And I didn't bother turning the lights on. I didn't bother turning the lights on. I was carrying something. I can't remember what I was carrying, but I'm walking around here. The lights, I've been in this place so many times when it's black, I know where the stage is and I know where things are. And so I'm slow, very slowly. I'm not dumb. I was very slowly walking along the front here and I got to right about here when the glint of the exit light shimmered off the metal back of one of the chairs and I was like, totally forgot the chairs were here. Praise Jesus for the red exit light glinting off that chair. And so then I just kind of did this sort of thing because I was too far away from the light switch to do anything about it. So I just had to sort of make my way. But if I had the light, I would have been more secure. But I want to let you know a third thing. There's a third thing that's true about light that I think is incredibly important. Light is for everyone. Light is for everyone. Light doesn't ask you who you are before it's willing to shine on you. Light doesn't ask you what you believe before it shines on you. Light doesn't require something of you before it shines on you. Light is for me and for you and for everybody else in exactly the same way. The only difference for any one of us when it comes to light is who is willing to open their eyes. Who is willing to open their eyes? Because if you're walking around with your eyes closed, then the light doesn't do you any good. But if your eyes are open, it affects everybody, literally everybody, equally. And so when it comes to the light of the world, there's one other verse I want to show you. We are told in the book of John, chapter 1, that Jesus came into this world to be the light of the world. But there's one other verse I want to show you, and it's in Matthew chapter 5. This is Jesus talking, and he says these words. You are the light of the world. Jesus says you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. The story of Christmas is the story of the light finally showing up in this world in a really real way. The light of the universe making an arrival in this world in a really real way. But just having the light doesn't make any difference in your life. 
For you and for me, we know the light is good. We know the light helps us find the good versus the bad. We know the light reveals things to us. We know the truth about the light. The question is, how are we going to respond to it? And there are two very, very simple things that we need to do. Number one, we need to open our eyes and recognize that Jesus himself is the light. Every bit of light that you need in your life comes from Jesus. Every single bit of light that you need in your life comes from Jesus. And if you want more light, you just need more Jesus. But secondly, every bit of light that is in this world is for you and for me and for everybody else. It's not something that we're supposed to hold on to. It's something we're supposed to shine out. So receive the light and give the light. Receive the light and give the light not just for Christmas, but for literally every day. Because we are the light of the world because he is the light of the world. And if we are with him, we are with the light and we are the light. And so, for this Christmas season, for this coming year, the thing I would just beg of you to do is get to know Jesus better. And then get to show Jesus better. Know him and show him. Show him off to the rest of the world through your life. Not through some sort of, I think Jesus would have been like this and I don't like the things that I don't like and I'll pretend Jesus doesn't like them either. No, the light of the world. The same light that shines on you shines on them. We're going to end our time together tonight singing good old Christmas carols. We're going to sing Silent Night. We're going to sing O Come All You Faithful. We're going to sing Joy to the World. Some good old Christmas carols we're going to end with. But before we do that, I want to give you just this moment and say, tonight, don't leave this place unless you are certain that you are a person who is ready to receive the light from Jesus and ready to shine that very same light to other people. And so let me invite you to just spend a moment in prayer with me. If you've never received that light before, tonight's the night to receive it. And just say in your heart, Jesus, you're the light of the world. And I don't fully understand what that means, but for this Christmas, I want to receive you into my life. For many of you, it's the first time or it's the hundredth time, but Jesus, I want to receive you into my life. Be my light not all these other things. So many things try to be my light, but Jesus be my light. And then I want to invite you to embrace this same principle to give the light. Just pray in your heart and say, Jesus, I want to represent you in this world. Help me to do a better job of shining forth your light. Let me pray for you all. Lord Jesus, we know that we need you. And everyone here in this room we are all desperately in need of light. And so we bring to you ourselves once again, and we say, thank you for coming. But come into our hearts, Lord Jesus, not just into our culture or our season or our, our holidays. Come into our hearts. Come in for real. We open ourselves up to you. We need your light, and we ask for you to move in our lives. We pray it in Jesus' name.
ponders wonders of his and wonders and wonders of his love and wonders of his love and wonders wonders of his love hey god bless you thank you for joining us tonight we are going to have some hot chocolate and marshmallows and whipped cream and stuff and cookies all right out there in the lobby area so thank you for joining us hang out for a little while let's spend some family time together god bless you